Hello, everyone. I'm Aislinn Campbell. And I'm Joe Hilliard. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Dinner Table Talks. This week, you're going to hear about our lovely Christmas and Christmas Eve dinners. But also, you're going to hear one of my famous rants. And you'll also learn that I don't care if I offend you. Yes, that's right. It's another trademarked Aislinn offensive rant. Now, if you'd like to hear more about us or a little bit more about the podcast, we always suggest that you go back and listen to episode one. Learn how to get in touch with us and where to find us across social media at dinnertabletalks.com. Pull up a chair. Dinner is served. Why, hello, everybody. It's me, Joe, and I'm joined, of course, with... Aislinn Campbell. And it's time for a fantastic dinner table talk. But we also have to go back to... We had quite a few unanswered questions last week. We didn't know anything last week. It was as if we just simply sat down and got busy talking and didn't know what we were talking about. Let's do this. Ready? Unanswered questions. Did you look up the name of, you had mentioned like, what is that person, the, the wingman or whatever, when you're riding a bicycle or whatever, your, your side person? Well, you recounted your ride home from the downtown area all the way to our house on a lime scooter. I was your backup person in the car. I failed. And I immediately thought of the Tour de France because they've got cars with bikes all over them. Mm-hmm. And what is the name of the guy that drives that car or the girl that drives that car? I don't know the answer to that. There's a team director. I'm just going to call it the support car. I think we went okay with wingman. Wingman. Gotcha. That's funny. And then you couldn't remember the name of the doctor that saved your leg and foot. Yeah. Well, one one of the two doctors, uh, the plastic surgeon was Dr. Max Govern. The other one was actually an orthopedic surgeon in town, Dr. Din. And what's great about Dr. Din is that we still know each other. We still talk kind of somewhat regularly, him and his wife. That's special. And they donated towards my mayoral campaign, oh, which means right. that means that they watched a young woman whose foot they saved right for mayor and they were willing to support it i thought that i just thought that was an interesting little sideline story i thought that was cute that's what it's like when you have been a force in your community for a long time all your life is that what that's like that, that's what that's like that's well exactly one of the like. things you are a force for in our community is pedestrian safety yeah we went on a little rant on that yep. last week but we yep. didn't have a statistic i think you were going to look at that thing that people like to point to well some mentally ill person jumped in front of my car could you find a statistic on that And I didn't find that statistic, but just based on conversations about pedestrian safety, in 2017, there were 5,977 pedestrians killed in traffic crashes in the United States. Another interesting thing, that there were more pedestrian fatalities from 2008 to 2017, there was an increase, than there were vehicle fatalities which means we're paying two things could potentially be the meaning of that one we're paying more attention to the concern for vehicle safety like crashes in vehicles right and and two there are more people using pedestrian ways of transportation i also found out that the most fatalities for pedestrians are occurring between 6 p.m and 12 p.m midnight which means it's when people are out and about at at dark time rush hour home into yeah there's a little spike in that midnight to 259 a.m but it happens uh only on the weekend so that's people that shouldn't be out that time of night anyway walking around in the middle of the night that's folks now having to have a different kind of battle with cars maybe folks that have had a little too much to drink (laughs) right another thing that i thought was really interesting the age group with the largest number of pedestrian fatalities is age 50 to 
59. And so the average age I would think 47. Kids, like kids darting out. No, in kids front are not even the highest. A ball or kids whatever. are not even the highest. Yeah, if you think about what's going to get the most media attention, is it that or is it a child that somebody backed over with their car, right? That's going to get more media play. Of course it is. That makes sense. Of course sense. it is. But the real statistic is that the 45, 49, that age is... 40, that's, 40 that's to, interesting. 40 to 59. I wouldn't have thought that. More males than women by two-thirds. That's weird. Also, 64%, so much higher non-alcohol. These are not DUI situations. So while there was a spike in the weekend during times when you would suggest alcohol had something to do with it, overall, it's not an no, alcohol-related thing. by far. Okay, here's some interesting facts based on state. The highest state is New Mexico. Second highest is Florida. Texas falls somewhere in the middle. Urban density. Yeah, Yeah. I would guess as Texas urban density increases, which is what's happening, that will increase for us a bit. Here's an interesting fact by city. The lowest number, 1.1 person per 100,000 population is New York City. New York, New York. Okay. Okay, so where there are probably more pedestrians than there are cars. They're safer with their pedestrians. On Manhattan, certainly, yeah. Yeah. And then Memphis, Tennessee, you need to be looking out for your pedestrians. Why is that? Because it's way high. 5.67, significantly higher than any of the other cities. Okay, it kind of busts myths that I've created in my mind. I would think that in New York, where you see on TV and movies just hordes of people, that they'd be more likely to be hit by a car. But in reality, they probably learned how to do it. Yeah. Learned how to coexist. And in Memphis, Tennessee, it's five times as many people getting hit by a car than in New York City. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and here's the important part. Important safety reminders for pedestrians. Walk on a sidewalk or path when one is available. Of course. If no sidewalk is available, walk on the shoulder facing the traffic. Right. I've Stay always known that. Stay alert. Yeah. Don't be distracted by your phone, blah, blah, blah. That is also the case for drivers. Stay alert. Do not be distracted by your phones. Never assume a driver sees you. Right. Never assume a driver sees you. Get out of their way if you have to. Don't be, like I sometimes am actually a little bit, little bit belligerent. Don't be belligerent. Like, they're supposed to stop on the right. pedestrian. No, if get out of that way. If that guy doesn't follow the rules, well, no. If that guy <laughs> doesn't follow the rules, you're dead. Be predictable. Here's the one that everyone will say. Cross streets at crosswalks or intersections. This is where drivers expect to see pedestrians. Right. Go in places where they will see you. Locate a well-lit area. So go in a lighted area, usually at an intersection. That's that notion of people wearing black in yeah, the, the middle of the night. And the next one is be visible. Okay. Wear colors that people can see you. Avoid alcohol and drugs. And of course, that one is the same for drivers as well. For drivers, look for pedestrians everywhere. That's the one. That's the one. Right. Wake up and realize that we, pedestrians, are there walking around our neighborhoods. Right. Always stop for pedestrians in the crosswalk or where pedestrian crosswalk signs are posted. That's the thing that irritates me about Corpus Christi is that Corpus Christi drivers do not observe crosswalks. They don't stop at crosswalks. They drive through crosswalks when there's somebody in a crosswalk. They don't stop when there's a car at the crosswalk, which is the next one. Never pass a vehicle that's stopped at a crosswalk because they're waiting for somebody to cross the crosswalk. Slow down and look for pedestrians. Slow down. Be prepared to stop when turning or otherwise entering a crosswalk. So you don't have the right of way at a crosswalk just because you're turning and the light's green. Look for a pedestrian first. Follow the speed limit. Slow down around pedestrians. Don't just keep going over the speed limit, 45 and a 30. Well, they're next saying to a don't even just go the speed limit if slow people are down. around because you never know what's going to happen. Slow down and stay focused and slow down, especially in neighborhoods. I scream at people driving down my street all of the time. You scream at me all of the time. All of the time. Slow yeah. down in people's neighborhoods. It, drive like you live there. Do you feel better? 
I will when I see that we're not having an increase in pedestrian fatalities. We're having a decrease in pedestrian but fatalities. But you've exercised the rant, do you feel? Only if we see, I see okay. a change. Only if I, I'm going to look back at this in a few years again, and I'm going to say, have we seen a decrease? Have people like me who have been willing to stand up for and speak out for pedestrian safety helped to create an awareness for pedestrian safety? I need you to calm down for this next section of unanswered <laughs> questions because we're getting into an interesting part. And that is that last week, after the fact, because when you and I are recording, we get into a zone with each other. We're looking at each other in the eyes. And sometimes we don't even know, what did we just say for an hour? <laughs> And we were explicit last week. You and I decided to do an explicit episode because the F word was said twice. S, I think, was thrown in there. And then talking about balls, which I think is an unanswered <laughs> question to come. And then you asked me, well, what did you ask me? Is it legal in America? Are you allowed to say penis in America on the radio? Now... Are, are you? By the FCC? I, by the FCC we're going to have to watch our length. Wait, no, I didn't. That came out wrong. <laughs> For the next, for the rest of this episode, because I, this is one of the most fascinating conversations to me that one can have. And that is censorship and what is obscene and what is offensive and what mm -hmm. is allowed on the airwaves and what is not and when it is and when it isn't. I was one of those weirdo moms that like from the moment they came out talking, they needed to understand what a penis and a vagina was. Right. Like this is not a TT or a, a diddly wop or a... Spit is not offensive. Hit is not offensive. Shit, we've decided... <laughs> is offensive. They rhyme, the same letters, same four letters. Meaning. Number one is not offensive. Thumbs up, not offensive. Middle finger, You can say poo-poo or doo-doo, but you can't say shit, even though it means the same you thing. You and I would not have an explicit <laughs> episode if we were talking about number twoing, and we said number twoing. Right. <laughs> but even though we're defining the same thing and we just use our mouths to form a different word for a synonym, that is offensive. The short answer to the question is that penis on the radio and television is allowed because wow. it is a medical term uh -huh. that is not written to be offensive. Uh -huh. But I'm going to post on our social media an FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, obscene, indecent, and profane broadcast document uh -huh. because it's just fascinating. There are, there are hard rules and then there are no hard rules. In other words, it's that 1964 Supreme Court case, landmark case, pa Justice Potter Stewart famously wrote, what is obscene, what is pornographic, I know it when I see it. Uh-huh. You found that on Facebook, you couldn't write the word S-E-X. Right. Sex wasn't, you weren't allowed to post the word sex. Yeah, it was back in episode nine. She's going to hate you for telling this story. We talked about a dinner table talk, which was birds and the bees talk with the kids. And I wanted to boost that post. I wanted to put a little money into that post to get it out to, you know, People mm -hmm. that might find that interesting. Because the word sex, we have a sex talk with our kids was the phrase that I used. It was non-boostable because that is potentially offensive. In their algorithms, they've just decided that anybody's posting anything about sex well, must be doing and, something and bad. And you've got cancel culture. Everything offends me. Da, 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 da. So let, let us just solve the problem by saying you can't use the word sex on Facebook in a boostable post. But think of all the nasty things people say on Facebook that's well, of allowed. Course. Of course. So this notion of you know it when you see it, we have 300 whatever million Americans and each one of them have a different definition about what is offensive. So therefore, there is no definition of what is offensive. I could talk about that all day, but we have a lot well, more, let's we come have a back lot more to things we have to talk so many about. Things to talk about. So in that conversation, I also asked you, uh, why? You why, were kidding around, but it's right. a good question. Well, why do men scratch their balls? Okay. Now that is a hilarious 
internet search. <laughs> oh, no. I can't even imagine. I'm glad I didn't do that one. The most fascinating <laughs> internet search was the Tour de France research on the support car. That was just interesting how things work. Oh, I kind of think the pedestrian safety one is pretty interesting. Well, of course. <laughs> but the most hilarious internet search for unanswered questions this week was why do men scratch their balls? <laughs> Now, there's plenty of theories on Quora and Reddit. Balls just makes you laugh. But I want, it certainly made you laugh last week, but I wanted the answer to come from some kind of like professional publication, and the best one I could find was Women's Health Magazine. Uh-huh. Interesting. We ask a man. Because a woman might, might want to know. Why do men, right. Why do men That's scratch exactly their the balls. context. Okay, right. number, number, okay, so there's five points here. Number, quickly. Number one, it's unconscious, often. Uh-huh. We just do it. <laughs> and that's when in a partner assist. We like just like to touch ourselves. Well, no, 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 no. Hold well. on, I'm, I'm trying to make it quick, but you make a good point. You know how I, when my beard gets too long, and I twirl it and I put it in my mouth, and it's completely unconscious, and you think uh -huh. it's the most disgusting thing in the world. Yeah. A partner assist is really helpful. Uh -huh. So if you see me doing that scratching thing with my, my beard, <laughs> if I see you scratching your balls, I'm running out the door. <laughs> Number two, they're itchy. It's a area prone to sweat. It's an area that, you know, you might just have a I'm thing. I'm never shaking you're, a man's you're hands wincing. again. No, but it's over the clothes, typically. I'm but you're never wincing shaking over the... a man's hands Okay, but hold on a second. If you again. and I... If you and I... Because you're special. You actually wash your hands. You're one of those people I'm that freaky. will walk into a restaurant before you first even thing come I do. to the table and it, wash your hands. Yep. You wash your hands a lot, but I know a lot of other men that I'm do about not to start, wash their hands I'm about to bring Purell into our home. I would, oh, gross. Yeah, well, I don't like that we, we There's a lot of colds and stuff that pass through the house. Very good. If I were in a conversation with you or some random woman and I had an itch on my forearm and I scratched it, you wouldn't blink an eye. But if I had an itch and yeah, I scratched but you it, don't it's pee and poo and sweat on that part of your body the way you do. If in I'm your pooing out of there, it's time for you to run out the door. Area. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> don't try to make it worse. I'm trying to keep this classy to, this week. So number two, it's itchy. Number three, it's an area prone to sweat. It it's a it. I just said that. Boxers. Yeah, but also your female area as well. You, it's enclosed. Yeah, we You've got two or three yeah, layers. Yeah, but we don't reach down there and scratch like that. We, 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 we yeah. Okay, now here's what happened to me it's last week. We this, this episode's going to be long again. Here's what happened to me last week. It was a manipulation, I said. Our penises get out of place, especially when we're crossing our legs. And sometimes you just got to whoop put it all back together where it's all supposed to be. <laughs> That's what happened to me last week. I just happened to have my fingers covered in 50 habaneros worth of pepper seed juice. Oh my God. <laughs> and number five, force of habit. Just a bad habit. So, yeah. all right, let's move on. Okay, so finally we talked about the peppers <laughs> and the onions, but can we come back to that? Can we backtrack that after we've talked to some of our uh, right. chef friends? Right. By the so time this episode back. drops on January 2nd, you can go back to our Facebook where we have asked some personal friends of ours that are chefs how they deal with peppers and onions in the professional kitchen maybe and we'll we can discuss get a that few voicemails even like i know great. that chef dean and chef francesco would love to do that that's exactly us. what we're going to try so. to get to be done awesome okay so here we go on to it's christmas time it's yeah. the christmas episode <laughs> yeah so i mean yes you we, you drop we dropped an episode christmas week and then we dropped an episode the week after christmas but we did have a very big Christmas meal that was a lot of fun. Covered in had food, man. Two Christmas meals, like most families do, a Christmas Eve and then a Christmas Day. So let's start with Christmas Eve. I wasn't going to cook. That's right. We were going to do Christmas with your folks at the farm. 
Christmas Eve, we decided let's not cook. You said, "Is that is that cool? Does that sound good?" And I said, "Yeah, you better start. You better look for a place that's open." Finding a restaurant because, that's open on Christmas yeah, Eve can be difficult because we live in a sleepy, small South Texas town, and not only is it sleepy, but it's also very Christian. So Big Christmas there, yeah. Eve, I'll I mean, gosh, we tried to go get happy hour drinks at noon uh-huh. or, or like at one o'clock. Shut down. Duh. I'm like, at least open from 11 to 5 where you got everybody out of work and everybody's shopping and all, you know, whatever. So anyway, you do find a place, right. which as soon as you tell me the place, I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. Right. And you uh, you try to call and get reservations, but they say... They say no reservations. But it's not going to be we're busy. We're not expecting yeah. a super busy crowd <laughs> because it's Christmas Eve. Right. Now, I just want to say, we always recommend that new listeners that come in now go back and listen to episode one. And in that episode, we're going to tell you that there's some dinner table topics that are just off limits for the air. Sometimes they make it in eventually. One of those is that my parents are getting older and dealing with some health things, and I just haven't had a story yet to tell. But my father is in a facility and needs to be there. That's mm-hmm. His health kind of commands that. And my mom is li- living independently, really, for the first time since they've gotten married 25,000 years ago. She's going to be joining us at the farm at a Christmas Eve thing. She has recently moved to our side of town. Yes, and we are one of those. We we talk about like our corridor of town and everybody knows it. Our corridor of town is the, the a way you might say it would be we live on the cool side of town. We live on the cool side of town. We live in the older houses. We live in, and some of the houses have been rebuilt, but a lot of them have not. I mean, our house is just an older house. Mm-hmm. We live clo- We live two blocks off the bay, and right. it's affordable to live where we live. It's just the creatives live over here, the most interesting restaurants. And you're, like I said, last week, we're a $7 lift ride from downtown, where most exactly. of the, the, the best nightlife is. So we're is. close to downtown. We also live in the because it's the older neighborhoods, we live in the grid. The grid was built so nice over here. It's so easy to get in and out of neighborhoods. The traffic is really minimal. And I grew up on the south side, the, right. the, the not so cool part of town. So after being at the mall that day, running mm, around the mall that day, we mother. were there with your mother. Oh. And we get back, we say, let's go have a drink. Mm-hmm. Same place that we tried to go to for Christmas Eve. We're going to jump in over there. You'll hear us talk about this place at another episode. As we're pulling up to it, she says, gosh, it's so, there's no traffic on this side of town. And we said, welcome to our side of town. Now, You'll a, never go back. <laughs> on our side of town is a steakhouse. It is called Ol Steakhouse, O-L apostrophe. Now, Ol. I... I typically avoid restaurants with an apostrophe in the name <laughs> anytime that I can. <laughs> I also avoid restaurants that uh, replace an S with a Z, you know, like bangers. Oh, who cares? Oh, no, no, no. There's <laughs> typically a correlation. But Old Steakhouse, we've kind of stumbled into it yeah, several some... weeks ago, and it's I'm so glad it's on the cool side of town. Yeah, we figured out that we have a steakhouse on our side of town where, you know, now we're getting to the point where we never want to go to the other side of town because we have this. So this place was open. We find out that it's about an hour and a half away. When we arrive. When we arrive, which... Which is like, oof, there's a lot of people standing around. But where else are you going to go? Right, exactly. So, but here's the thing. Go to any smallish city and you will learn that you go out on a Christmas Eve dinner like this where most things are closed and everybody you know or every or someone close to someone you know is at every table. Everyone we knew was there. <laughs> like right, Everyone right. that was going to eat out on Christmas Eve having the same thought of us, let's not cook, yeah, yeah. was there that night. Even to the point of when we pulled up. Hunter's girlfriend's family was there, and we didn't even know they were going to be there. The hour and a half wait turned out to only be a 30-minute wait, and I wouldn't have minded anyway because they were $3 martinis that night. Very good. So, okay, so one of the jokes we have always made with our teenagers, and it's kind of the truth. If I look back on now we're to the 
fourth kid. And Savannah, we may be seeing a little bit of divergence with Savannah, but the other three kids, every single person that they have dated or brought home, Joe has either gone to high school with their parent <laughs> or they know me somehow, even if it's just merely because they knew my name because they ran for mayor. So Joe's making his way uh, around the restaurant saying hi or whatever. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, hey, Mr. what's going Paul, on? Mr. Hey, Bill, Mr. Corpus Jay, Christi hey, over here. Right. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas right. Eve, da, da, da. So he goes over and talks to Cameron, Hunter's girlfriend's family. She owns the bidet now. Right. Episode two. <laughs> You've heard about them. Right. And next to that table is another table of another family that we know. Right. This is a friend of mine from high school, and your daughter and their son are friends. Yes, he's been to the house a few times. He's been to the house a few times. We've had some fun parenting adventures all together. And so your daughter mistakenly tells me at the table, you're never going to believe who's here. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Let's come up with a name for this boy that's not real. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy and his parents are here. And I go, oh, yeah? Uh -huh. So I get up. And I think at that point, fill me in because I don't even know this. She was like, oh, no, what's he going to do? I'm yeah. imagining. Oh, because it, because it, you got to imagine. Well, she already told us we she had not and given I'm, us I'm consent. I'm the family ball buster. She gives us no consent to talk about anything. That's right. what she's already told us. She knows that Joe's going to embarrass her. Yeah, the ball yeah, buster. that's what I'm going to do. Whatever. Sorry. So, so what happens? You go over to the table. I go over and I schmooze with Hunter's girlfriend's family. And then at the same time, I'm making eye contact with Jimmy. And his mom's back is to me. So then I go around and I'm standing behind Jimmy saying hi to his mother, reintroducing myself to the dad that I don't know as well. And I kind of give, uh, I put my hands on Jimmy's shoulders and clap him, you know, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Like the dad maneuver, just making sure you know who I am. Or making sure yeah, <laughs> I am aware of everything. And uh, I go to the men's room, wash my hands again. <laughs> True. And uh, then come back to the table. Yeah, come back to the table, and Lily's like, what, what did, did you, you do? do? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Joe starts telling some ridiculous story about how he said something really obnoxious. I made Lily's up. Lily's like practically in tears. Oh, no, and we're no, like, no, 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 no. No, the whole party was brought down at that point, <laughs> the, our whole table, because I, I made a joke that I said something that I didn't say just to bust her balls. And then like two minutes later, your dad asked Lily, are you crying? <laughs> and she's like, I'm just so embarrassed, which yes. I had to admit that no, nothing I didn't. Had happened, nothing had course, happened, of course. We're just teasing. But, but it love... is embarrassing to our kids that they know, that we know, we know all the parents. This isn't even a joke. Like we, we know the parents. And I love our town for that. I love <laughs> the idea that, I mean, I guess, is it annoying to you ever that there is a lack of an anonymity often when we go out or... Do you enjoy that as well? I always enjoy running into someone, shaking a hand, saying hi. It depends on what part of the um, the ups and downs I'm in th this week. We get around that table. The steaks are fantastic. You know, there's a lot of appetizers, a lot of fun, a lot of memories that we're talking about. The yeah. huddle breaks, and now it's time to start thinking about tomorrow, Christmas. Right. So it's Christmas Day, and we didn't really have any major plans for Christmas morning. Our kids are not that young anymore. Me, you, and Hunter went to go visit my dad for a little while, yep. gave him some gifts. And then we got to go out to my family's farm. Um, With my mom. Yes. And you have actually already posted a really cool picture of all the food. From Christmas Day. Yeah. Not, not all of it, but like nine different dishes in a grid. Right, right. And a lot of it's the same Similar. food that you heard us yeah. talk about in episode 14 because we're with your family again. Episode 14 is about happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Happy Brown Meal Day. We talk a little bit about how at that particular family event, the fresh salad that I often make was Ixnade. Right. Well, I actually did get to make a fresh salad, a big, beautiful fresh salad with stuff out of my backyard and stuff from the farmer's market. And, and so a that congealed was, salad that you heard that us talk about there. three episodes in a 
row of 14 through 16 was there and I knew so much more about it. Yes. It was so much more enjoyable, but we should probably talk about the food that we didn't have at Thanksgiving. Things like black eyed peas are my favorite. We actually grow those around here. And what then, do you mean they're your favorite? Your favorite vegetable? I love, well, a black eyed pea is not really a vegetable. Oh, it's no. a bean or a pea. I've, <laughs> I've awakened the beast. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just love black eyed peas. Um, and your and mom then, made them right. They're very, very Big very old good. ham hawk oh, in yeah. there, oh, slow yeah. cooked. Oh yeah, delicious. And then one of the guests, who's a very close family friend, she and her little family who all came, she brought spaghetti squash casserole, right. which was delicious. And I've got a spaghetti squash that I've got my eyes on making dinner with tonight. Oh, yay, yay, yay. And then I didn't eat this, but shrimp grits, that happened again? I, I didn't. I couldn't eat that because I can't eat grits. Well, when I'm not when I grits. grew up, there was turkey and there was dressing or stuffing. And we talked about that back on episode 14, the difference between the two. That is what you had. Now, one time, speaking of Christmas memories or Thanksgiving memories, I found myself in New York City with my parents. We, I was blessed to travel with them a lot when I was younger. And we ate either Christmas or Thanksgiving, I don't remember, at the Waldorf Astoria. How interesting because that's not... My family likes to travel, but... There's not been a travel on Christmas and Thanksgiving. I know or... I know that it was Thanksgiving now because we did the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. And then we had Thanksgiving lunch at the Waldorf Astoria. Very fancy. Very touristy, I suppose. And they have, up in the Northeast, oyster dressing. Mm-hmm. Heard of this? Yes. Okay. Well, down in the South, we have cornbread dressing mm-hmm. or bread dressing, not oyster dressing. Your mom, she made shrimp grits. It was, it, it was like stuffing or dressing in consistency, baked in a casserole pan, grits, with chunks, big chunks of, of probably fresh Gulf shrimp. My God, Aislinn, they were so good. And what an interesting flavor profile to add to that South Texas Christmas or Thanksgiving plate. Well, you, you sit down to one of those meals and there's all these delicious things that you like, but sometimes they're just mediocre. Sure. This was... Every yep. piece of food, every piece of meat. There was wild hog there, like from yep. the past. You know, all of it. The turkey, the Harvested mashed potatoes. Harvested by your brother, the, brined yeah. and cured by yeah, your dad. All of that. Extra it was love. delicious. Yeah. The food was delicious. There was also some delicious homemade fudge your there. Your mom did homemade fudge that curled everybody's the, toes. Everybody was talking about it. My mom brought cookies from the fancy cookie place in town. Very that pretty everyone, sugar oh, yeah, cookies gorgeous. with the decorations on top of it. Now... Something that my dad does that he is a very, very proud of. and he... Everyone on the podcast wants to meet your dad and mom more than me and you. Because <laughs> your dad and mom are just living this amazing retired life yep. where everything is like quality of life oriented. Oh, yeah. And oh, they're yeah. just doing it all. Yeah, absolutely. This on is... that day, mm-hmm. and I'll talk a little bit more about this later, but we were all outside. Yeah. And I said to my dad, man, you, you have really built yourself a, a nice said, castle worked, out here. I worked here. my ass off my entire life. That's to, what happens when you work. be able to have fun because they're, they're they're fairly young retired right but living the dream building their mansion well one of not, your dad actually that's not fair they're not building a mansion they're just building their perfect farm life one of want. your dad's dreams is growing harvesting and making delicious sweet nectar with grapes wine yep not i think necessarily to like get to the point of sales i think no. he's just trying to create he's just having fun growing i think he's i do believe he's doing a little bit of legacy he he i believe he's trying to create a little bit of a legacy out there certainly the farm is a legacy for us but my dad has been making wine for probably five years now he i would may, guess five he may correct me if i'm wrong on that mm-hmm. but um four to six yeah he has the spanish lenore grape is his primary grape it's a grape that grows well here in south so texas it's like every time i pull up there he's got a whole new row of grapevines 
ones, though. Yeah. Or, yep. or preparing to, to plant one. Yeah. He's got a few other off grapes, but Spanish Lenore is the one that he grows. He also has begun planting more and more blackberries so that he can grow his own. We grow blackberries down here as well. He can grow his own blackberries to put in his blend. What he had done at Christmas that day was bring out a bottle of the 2018 grape. Okay. And, and I have been, over the last couple of years, involved in harvesting, sometimes pressing, not every time, but sometimes. But I've been involved in it somewhat. Well, so. as his operation grows, because he's doing more and more of it, I hope that you and I are out there for those big labor days. Sure, yeah. So we can reap the benefits. <laughs> oh, we reap, the, we reap the benefits anyways. That's my parents. So he brought out the 2018 wine. We're drinking this delicious wine. That's it's the a very nice. One. Yes, that was already bottled. He's, and he brought, and I could tell he was like, he brought out a bottle or two. And then he brought out another and another. Like everyone liked everyone it. was enjoying. Everyone it. liked it. That's that's the reward for the work. Yeah. Was when he delivers it to you and people are enjoying his work. Oh, that's yeah. why he does it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a gift he gets to give, and it's his. And not only can he talk about the grapes, but he can also talk about making the wine. And, he and talks that about wine the, is a little bit drier and a little bit spicier. He talks and, about the problems and the solutions and uh -huh. what he's learning, and that's uh -huh. the most fascinating part of that conversation with him. Right. And so then he also took a pull from mm -hmm. what he's already fermenting right now, which In is the process. 2019 grapes. Mm -hmm. Now that's a little bit sweeter. That may also be because it's still fermenting. We, he did mention to me he wanted to take a pull off of it. He wanted me to taste it he thinks it needs to be a little oakier right but it's you can tell it's got a little more of the blackberry in it because you can tell he's upping that blend that part of the blend so it's a little bit fruitier so as we come into the house for christmas day and you look around the table my mom's got three tables set one really big table and two smaller tables set beautifully set with everything including wine glasses and beautiful wine glasses and flowers and christmas lights and i mean just the whole thing is to imagine a beautifully set christmas dinner your mom hosting a family dinner and we called thanksgiving the dinner table talk of the year christmas a close second maybe tied yeah is so important to her yes she wants to do it right she wants everyone to leave having really special memories yeah and she never fails yeah and one thing that i want to add because i used to go to dinner at my grandmother's house it was all china and crystal waterford and it was it was it was kind of slow and pretentious and you just kind of sat and waited and sat and waited you appreciated the point but it wasn't very comfortable my mom's house is not like that. No. My mom's house is very comfortable. It's just beautiful, and it's it's about the family experience. It's about everybody enjoying what they want to enjoy. Trash can punch. <laughs> Shut up. God, you're so <laughs> lame sometimes. Okay, so here's the funny reason I wanted to tell you about these beautiful glasses or whatever. Because at the teenage table, which is actually the table with your mom sat, which I was thinking to myself, I want to be over there where your mom's sitting with the teenagers because I love my kids so much, and mm -hmm. I want to listen to them talk all the time, and I might be... I might be wanting to grab content from them every minute. I have to My <laughs> mother is learning to, she's learning yeah. to grab memories. Yeah. And Hunter, her, her grandson, and Cortland, your son, are home from college. Right. She yes. was sitting at the right place. Yes. So you've got all their table, and it's all set just as beautifully as anybody else's table. They've got these beautiful wine glasses with this pretty red painted whatever. Well, when Joe comes around, or it was it my dad? Might have been your dad. Well, coming around with the wine, and he pours a little sip for each of the teenagers too. Right. And, and don't send us like that's bad we to do. We don't. We don't, we don't care. Give a shit, yeah. What you think? That we don't care. As a matter of fact, as it relates to that, we have had many conversations with our international friends and especially our Italian friends about how that's a part of the normal life. I, I, There's always a glass of red wine sitting on. Yeah, the table. and the Europeans have it right. It's it's as evil as you make it out to be. 
So I go back in there after, you know, sitting at my spot for a while talking with the family I have over there. But I want to go by and sit by the kids. There's a chair over there. I go sit down. And when I walk in, the boys are like, oh, Lily's drunk. Lily, ha, ha, ha. And, and I'm like, what? And I look over and she hasn't hardly drank that much. There's still quite a bit of red wine in her glass. Half of her sip is goes, still there. But she's like flushed, uh-huh. bright red cheeks. And she's like, I feel like the temperature went up. And I'm like, oh, girl, you're probably allergic to that. So that's an opportunity Tannin to actually. sulfites is actually not uncommon. Yeah. And it's a good opportunity to talk to your children about how your body will be affected by different things including you might just be allergic to that don't drink any more of it because that's what happens to me when i drink certain chardonnay i can't really drink chardonnay something about chardonnay i get flushed in the cheeks i get real hot my body gets real hot so it was actually a great little learning opportunity the boys of course kept teasing her oh she's drunk she, she, she got drunk you know whatever before the guests arrived we did some of the gift giving traditions that we do of at, course at your folks we house. do a big stocking thing with my mom my mom loves to do stockings. have you done that your whole life my whole life that was santa claus that was part of santa claus and so so sn- snuck in the adults snuck in and in the middle of the night and filled our stockings filled the stockings full of, full now when you and i first got together and went out to your parents for the first christmas you my, ex- you explained to me yes and my mom had had one ready for oh you. she had created a jay stocking for right. joe yeah and then hunter and savannah As i mean they just came. come on yeah. in and yeah. like we will add some little items Mm-hmm. to the stockings now yeah. is that <laughs> yes. you you got involved in that when you I'm, became a parent or a oh what? yeah of course of course i give extra i put extra stuff in my kids and then i would put something in my mom's and my dad's and my brother and right. whoever all was whichever stockings are there we're gonna put a little something in it so i had bought and you had bought you had gone particularly to help grab a few things to put in the stockings yeah we literally had a bag yeah. of stocking stuffers ready yeah. to go yeah that didn't make it to and the then stockings. what happened they didn't make it to the stockings why not because i forgot them uh-huh I got distracted making a fresh salad or something. Uh, I don't know. Or packing the car. It was or... funny. Had, we have a whiteboard in our kitchen and we wrote down, <laughs> we got to take the salad. We got to take the cooler. We got to take the da 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 And things. we did not write stocking Stockings. stuffers. So didn't that didn't it. happen. Well, my stocking was awesome. First yeah. of all, each stocking had a scratch-off lottery ticket, which is like... Mine was so confusing, I didn't even know. A fun thing to do. But my stocking, Santa, had gotten for me a brand new spatula. It's not a dollar spatula from the grocery store. It's going to fall apart within two or three months because of how often I use it. Your mom, who was also my secret Santa person, hooked us up, baby. Very nice. For our kitchen. And so we can make delicious meals. I got a brand new chopping block. I got a brand new spatula. We got brand new pothole. All kinds of fun kitchen things. You don't think that that's the gift that's not going to keep on giving all year around? Keep on giving me, for sure. We made a little joke toward the end. I thought this was kind of funny. We were talking about, because my mom was like, did you like the... Do you like that? Well, now Did everything's done. Was, the Christmas, yeah, all the wrapping all papers up. in the trash can. We're all packing up, and and she's saying, "Did." Did you like the fudge? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the fudge was good. Fudge was did good. you did you think the tables were set good? Oh, they were so good, mom. Everything and then was all beautiful. of a sudden, I just start going. Me and Lily and my my dad and everybody was like, "Oh, you did such a great job. You're so good. We love you so much. Everything you do is amazing and wonderful." I was just joking with her. I yeah, think that she's her starting love. to get bluesy because that thing that she enjoys doing so much is now. Over, yeah, you know, you're on the tail end of it, yes. But I get it because this is the first Christmas I had without my daughter, she's with her mom out of state, and I get it, I get your mom Mm -hmm. thing because it's like Christmas was great, wasn't perfect because we weren't all there together. This is the first time in my daughter's life that she wasn't with me on Christmas, yeah, didn't like it, 
Yeah. There'll be more talk about that kind of stuff in the future. Now, we did do one thing. You're moving me along? I'm moving you along. We did do one thing that day. We went on a tour of the farm. No, that doesn't make any sense. We've been there so many times. We know the whole place. Well, we always go on a tour of the farm anyways. Like, Mm. we always go for a walk and look at whatever's going on out there. See the new vineyards. Yeah, exactly. But this was really particular in that I literally walked outside to see where I would put a place to do a wedding ceremony and a wedding reception and asked you to come out and look at it, and then asked my dad to come out and look at look at it, and then asked my mom to come look at it, and we will come back to that soon. Christmas 2019, it's in the books. A lot of dinner table talks and a lot of amazing food. Very, very, very good food and lots of family, and that's the best part of, about it. I, and the gifts wasn't stressful at all this year. I didn't. I didn't stress out when I got my brand new chopping block spatula and other kitchen items. I got makeup, beautiful makeup. Because uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to work now and working girls got to wear makeup. So Savannah got to pick some makeup out for me and she loves shopping for that kind of stuff. So I think it was fun for her to get me this time. It's time for that part of the show where we pull out our box of table topics, conversation starter cards. I'm going to pull one this week. So I'm going to ask you the question. You're going to ask it back to me. We have not looked at this question. We did not know this question prior to this moment. Go. Last week's question was serious. Yeah. I hope this is funner. I, that one was good, but this is funner. This one is more fun. Funner. <laughs> Would you rather be a wealthy movie star mm. or a poor scientist that cures cancer? A wealthy movie star. That's easy. <laughs> I'm a very, I'm a classic narcissistic sociopath. I do not like. I don't think that that's true at all. <laughs> I, I know you're telling a joke, but I, cut the sociopath apart out. I no, definitely. You're I'm, a total narcissist. <laughs> I agree with the first half. How's that? No, definitely. I am a performer and I like to... I like. Hey, let's break this yeah. question down a little bit. Also, you know me... You're talking like, about contribution to society and your entire career up and uh, even even now is about contributing to society. Oh, I'm still contributing Changing to society. Changing society for the better. Still. A poor scientist that cures cancer is yeah. going to fundamentally change everything about what we know about humanity. Okay, first of all, that's an what old that, an honor. First of all, that's an old question because the idea that we're asking that question means it's dated enough for us to not realize that we haven't already cured cancer because we have. The problem is is that the way our society is set up and the pharmacological companies and the money that is made off of medical in our country means that we pretend like we don't know how to cure cancer and we do. Look it up if you don't want to, if you want to, because you can argue that with me to the death, but we know what causes cancer. We know how to solve the problems and we know how to treat it better than we're treating it right now. We just happen to be caught up in a society and lifestyle that doesn't lend itself to that. And in third grade, my wish for what I wanted to be when I grew up, of course, I I wanted to be all kinds of things, including a a chef. Like uh, I've wanted to be everything. I wanted to cure cancer in third grade. I wrote a whole report on it because my grandmother died of lung cancer. But no, I, of that choice, my choice is Hollywood movie star famous, of course. Wealthy movie star. Well, wealthy movie star famous, yes. And then you could take a considerable portion of those funds and contribute to cancer research. Not the way they do it now. As a matter of fact, I'm one of those that's weird about that. I don't contribute to those pink things. Buy a pink thing. Buy something sugary and pink. No. To cure cancer. To cure cancer. That causes, like, what? No, I'm sorry. Be offended. I don't give a shit. That's the second time we said that this 
<laughs> that might be the title of the episode. Okay, I'm gonna ask me for I'm gonna ask me for you because I've still got the card in my hand. Would you would I rather be a wealthy movie star or a poor scientist who cures cancer? Well, the fact of the matter is is that there's not very much that you and I haven't discussed prior to this point. So the question's a little bit more fun because we're not talking about the scariest things in our lives ever. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> but I would probably agree with you only because of my love of the film business and how I probably, if I had one big regret in my entire life, it was that I didn't pursue a life in film production back in the day. This question gives me the ability to fulfill my, uh, what I believe my life's pursuit career-wise should have been, oh, so many years ago. I could see you, I could very easily see you as a, a wealthy a movie star. Oh, yeah? Or certainly, at least in the business. More along the lines of Paul Giamatti than Brad Pitt? <laughs> you are very ha handsome. You're oh. just handsome and bald. Thank you. And if you want to know his street is on balding, go back to episode... Boom. <laughs> no, I'm glad that that was kind of a short and easy question. Why are you Bobby? making fun of me? <laughs> well, Christmas 2019, like I said, in the books. We have so many adventures coming up in 2020, it sounds like. We do. Especially on the show, I have already begun planning with our first guest dinner table talk host that's the right way to pet it i think so that will be coming at you we have a new portion of the show that's going to start showing up i'm looking so forward to that until next time the kitchen is closed Hey, thank you again for joining us at our dinner table. If we said during this last episode that we'd share something with you, you can find it at Our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're on Twitter, it's dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com for all of the latest information and send us an email there at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We so look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.